jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out Stacy, guess who I am? I quit. Who is this? <laughs> it's me, Baby New Year. Oh, hello, baby. I didn't. I didn't recognize you. And you. I'm so tight, tight. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I shouldn't make myself laugh. No. Wow. Uh, yeah. It, well, it's time for you, Baby New Year. We're finally. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's, uh, you know, behind the scenes, this is the first episode we're recording in the new year, 2020. Because much unto, like, as such as Beyonce, we dropped our album, our our Gaylord's Live episode album, uh, last week. So, you know, we are into the new year, but we did, we recorded that in December. We did. Yeah. So So there was some time foolery going on. Yes. As, as they say. And now here we are in the new year. Uh, ringing it in. Finally. New year, new decade, uh, new us. 2020, it feels like the future. It feels like the start of something really new. It feels like cyberpunk. It feels very cyber. Um, it's a time to uh, refresh yourself, I guess. Um, have I made any resolutions? Not necessarily. Did I have a moment where I said to myself, you know, that baby Jessica (laughs) 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 fell down that well when she was only like two. And here I am more than twice her age. And what have I done with my life? Yeah, you're like at least six years old, and you what? Look at these accomplishments. And what have I accomplished? That bitch fell down a well when she was only two, and here I am. <laughs> so maybe yeah. I will... Where's your national news coverage and your jaws of life, Stacy? That's what I'm saying. And so uh, I don't know. New Year, maybe I'll try to. No, I'm not going to try. Whatever. It's a new year. You're welcome. That said, baby Jessica is the baby New Year we deserve. <laughs> if there's any baby that uh, <laughs> symbolizes this trash fire, not that the baby herself is a trash fire, but I'm no. just saying it was she was a disaster baby, right? And stuck in a well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she caused a fuss. She did. Uh, she caused she. I lost my tax dollars. Right. Paying for her uh, sweet her release. moment of fame. Mm-hmm. Right. She was a uh, you know. An attention grabber. Yeah, yes. That's, you know, she's basically an Instagram influencer. She was the first influencer. She was, <laughs> she was the first influencer. She's like, hashtag live authentic, hashtag trapped in a well, hashtag yes. <laughs> jaws of life. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Have you decided to do anything in this new year that does, you know, whatever, a resolution? Oh, uh, 
I'm just quitting everything. I just quit. Okay. I'm just done. I'm 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 absolving myself of all duties, and um, I'm just gonna sit in my house and and stare at my wall I as see. I c- contemplate the abyss of all time and how is how 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 I had the realization I was like I'm gonna be ten years older at the end of this decade. <laughs> wow. But no, but I thought about that, and I was like, this decade will find me in a very different age bracket. I see. And so now I started, and then I was like staring in the mirror, and I I started to see all the white hair coming in, which I mean, I already have a lot of it, but I was just staring at it all, and I'm like, oh, this is the end. You know, when you reach that, when you feel like, oh, it's the end, it's, or the end is beginning. Nice. Like yeah. it's like when when the, when Yoda in that one movie says like be begin it has the Clone War or whatever like it feels like that <laughs> yeah where I'm like Darth oh, yeah. Vader's coming out at the end of this and then it's gonna be a terrible Rise of Skywalker end trilogy story by the end of it all wow that's how I feel I see yeah it is when you move up a bracket on the uh, survey age groups. And you realize yeah. you're, I mean, honestly, as soon as I check F for female <laughs> on that, I realize my opinions don't matter. Well, but when you, you move up a bracket and you're like, oh, I'm not in that 18 to 24 demographic. No, there's only no so one, many brackets left. Yeah, no one cares what I think. And then, I mean, you know, someday, I don't know if I should say God forbid, uh, we'll be in the like, you know, 66 plus. Then it's like you really don't matter. If oh. you're you're a minimum of 66 or whatever, you can be 166. They don't give a fuck. You're That's just a plus. What... I'm just going to be an okay boomer. Yeah, you're just an okay boomer. Oh, my God. So yeah. that's my New Year's resolution is to is to to isolate the aging particle. Okay. Um, which I'm going to do in my science lab. Yeah, you get a get a microscope. Step one. Yeah. Well, I have the I have the big like stethoscope that you attach to your forehead. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but I have. That's it. a mirror. It's a mirror, is what it is, Stacy. And I bought that, and I have that, and um, a series of beakers. Uh, they're actually just shot glasses. Um, and then I got. Uh... Well. It sounds great. <laughs> you should get one of those electric balls from Spencer's Gifts. That'll Excuse Well, no, me? then you're I'm sorry. Then you I'm sorry. You're very into mad scientist. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not No, 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 no. My science is very legit. My okay. as I'm trying to isolate the aging particle. That's fair. There there's no pseudoscience involved in this. I see. Pyramid scheme of mine. Okay. Well, good luck. That's Thank a good you. Uh, that's a good Thank you. It's a good resolution I do like the have. electricity balls, though, but also the things with the with the two antennae that point up, yeah, and then the, the, the electricity zzz. beam goes up the top yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's get that. Let's get that. <laughs> That's what we needed our live show at the next yeah. live show. <laughs> yeah, we can wear lab coats. <laughs> yeah, we just need it furnished by Spencer's gifts. Yeah, <laughs> and we can hand out penis pasta to. Everybody. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well. Next live show. I mean, Bachelorettes how... love Gaylords of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a live show at your Bachelorette party. Yeah, they're like, Josh! <laughs> <laughs> We're like, but we want to talk about the haunting. Josh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, so that's I my mean, resolution. That's a good resolution. <laughs> More Bachelorettes in 2020. <laughs> 
<laughs> God. Since our live show, since I came home from our live show, I have been in the throes of the grip. I have just contracted. <laughs> You're <laughs> contracted. I am contracted. I got caught something on that fucking plane and it's still with me. I can't. It's okay. Ju- like, so everyone knows too. It's been like eight months. <laughs> like, it's been it's like eight been months. Yeah. So long. Yeah. And this grip will not let me go. Um, but during it, now this is, this is the truth. This is a thing that happened in the, probably the worst of it. Oh no. When I was out of my mind, I had a two minute period, which in certain contexts, two minutes is a very long time. Two minute period where I was like going crazy thinking that the Beverly Hillbillies (laughs) was the greatest piece of entertainment and art that had ever been conceived (laughs) and i was gonna shout it from the rooftops because i felt that it wasn't getting enough attention yeah that's what that's what really has been um invisibilized by media yeah (laughs) I i was just struck by it i was like first of all you have that title which is incredible wordplay <laughs> like i was i was like that is fucking incredible hillbillies the beverly hills it's it the entire fish out of water thing with some incredible wordplay it does so just, much with so little so much with so little just the entire fish out of water plot can't be beat it's a classic <laughs> uh i love class war yeah so you know hillbilly sticking it to that one percent i love it yeah uh and then i thought about that theme song and i said to myself stacy you should strive in the new year to be so succinct in your plot summaries in 30 seconds they tell you everything you need to know about that show and it all rhymes. And it all rhymes and is catchy. Did you spend a lot of that time, like, talking to yourself like the guy in the song is like, Texas tea, that is. <laughs> That's how it came up, is that I made some tea. Oh, no. And, look, I can't be held accountable for what my brain does. And, and as in I your made fever. It, in my feverish state, as I was fetching myself some tea, I said, Texas tea. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> I love that we both know that Texas tea is patient zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, what is Texas tea? And then it all came to me. And then I was like, holy fuck, the Beverly Hillbillies, man. Wow. Well, yeah. you know what I think is underappreciated, actually, as a steward of the 90s film, uh, is the 90s uh, film reboot of Beverly Hillbillies. I forgot that was a thing. Starring Lily Tomlin and Jim Varney. <laughs> and uh and and what's his name from nine to five dabney, D- coleman? dabney coleman huh and I I featuring I a cameo a by dolly parton oh well wow, you know a lot about it i have seen it it also stars one leah thompson as the villain <laughs> i have seen this film many times growing up wow it's a good movie i love lily movie. tomlin Listen, she plays, um... Is she the grandmother? 
No, she's like, what's her name? Do they have a grandma? Oh, no, 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 no. The c- grandma is Cloris motherfucking Leechman. Oh, my. Yeah, and, and the best part is when they check her, the evil people check her into the mental home. And they give her electroshock, and then and then you see electric Cloris Leachman as grandma. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. Put, put that in your fever IV. Like, <laughs> it'll cause another fever. Yeah, it will. <clears throat> yeah. So, hopefully I will be back to 100% soon. Uh, but I might still retain some Beverly Hillbillies feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it lingers with this, uh, it lingers. strain yeah. of scurvy or whatever yeah. you have. <laughs> whatever I have now. Scarlet fever. Scarlet fever. <laughs> uh, Pac-Man fever. Who knows? <laughs> One of them. One of them. Anyway. But, oh. uh, yeah. So that's been my new year. Well, happy new year. Happy I know, new year to I know all technically of us. we're midway through the month. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's New Year is like old news, but but this is our New Year because this is our first time recording since what like six weeks, mm-hmm. and and you know we're back. Gaylords are back. Gaylords are here, and we've already talked about diseases and fevers <laughs> and Beverly Hillbillies. So if you had any clearly, question, yeah, if you had any question that we would be improving in the New Year, I think you have the resounding no echoing in your head already. New Year. Absolutely no new content. Yeah. New Year, same. Absolutely same us. <laughs> exact, unflinching, never changing. Yeah. Same stick in the mud. <laughs> yep. Love it or leave it, baby. <laughs> but that said, we are uh, jostling up the norm, the status quo here at Stately Gaylord's Manor, which is freshly dusted for the new year. Yeah. Um, that was an asthma attack waiting to happen. <laughs> and we are shaking things up and we are not talking about a film today. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about several films along the way. Yeah, more films than ever. But I think what we're doing today, we're going back to an old standby. It's another Gaylord's Listener Question Roundup Bonanza. <laughs> Yay! I like these. I love these. We get yeah. so many great questions from you all. and then we, we get do- a lot of great questions. And, and, uh, and we don't we'll know what to some... do with them. No. <laughs> so we're going to spend this episode giving some mediocre answers. Yeah. We got lots of advice for you. We got... Um, okay. Yeah, the, all the questions about love and, and <laughs> career. Venereal disease. Yeah, right in, right in with your questions about <laughs> love and career and venereal disease. <laughs> Yeah, if you do have a question, you can send it to us. Social medias. Facebook and Instagram, we're at Gaylords of Darkness. Twitter, we're at Gaylords of D. Email Gaylords at GaylordsofDarkness.com. Yes. And send us a question. Yes. And maybe we'll answer it. Maybe. We have a bunch of them today, though. So we have go. a bunch. So I'm going to say, Stacy, do we have a listener question? Not once, but many times today. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to. OK, yeah. Yeah. But Stacy, I wanted to start by asking you oh, a dear. listener question. OK. And this listener question, Stacy, comes from Chris from NYC, which I don't know what that acronym means, but I'm sure it's something exciting. Uh <laughs> Chris from NYC asks, Stacy, how do you burn the toast every day? (laughs) 
First of all, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, do I? A do you? Bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I don't even know why. The, why did he ask? Did I say that I burned the toast? Every, oh, was it the it was the Wicker Man was the big toast episode, right? Was that oh big toast sponsored that episode? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, we got big, our, our lobbyist payout. Texas toast. <laughs> Uh, Is it toast but deep fried? It's just thick, deep toast. Yeah, deep toast, baby. (laughs) Deep toast. You're in the deep toast now. Yeah, (laughs) like that toast when it goes deep. Oh God! You burn that toast. (laughs) Uh, Do I burn the toast every day? I well, first of all, or is that a stroke reference? Do you have a stroke every day? I think it's a stroke burning toast. Right. They don't I don't burn the toast every day. Do I cook the toast every day? Nearly. But a sign of a stroke is not cooking toast. They say it's burning toast. Also, Oh, it's not cook. I, it's not meal preparation. Do you smell cooking toast? <laughs> they don't say that. I smell toast. It's not burning. It's just more simmering. Yeah. I smell it. I smell lightly browning toast. <laughs> have a toaster <gasps> i have a, a toaster oven oh and with the little my, window with the little window and the little door and much like myself it is an unknowable archaic machine uh and so half of it cooks more than the other half and so sometimes half of it burns Oh my god. This is not my fault. I mean it is a little bit. I whatever. Who cares? Toast. I love that you started out by chiding this person for assuming <laughs> that you burn the toast. And now you're apologizing on behalf of your appliances. Well, I can't be held accountable. I mean I, I can. Well, you can. You're the one it's that keeps <laughs> using the fucking toast window to unsuccessful ends. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I there's my resolution. Less toast. Less toast? Not just a better appliance? Who wants to I don't want to spend money on a new toaster. Yeah, but imagine well, not even a toaster, you could get a nice panini press. Ew. <gasps> what am I? I am a Beverly Hill Billy. Not oh, a Beverly yeah. Hill. <laughs> the real Beverly buy, Hill of Beverly gonna, Hill. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy a panini maker, or you know, I'm just gonna have less toast. That's my resolution. Let's check in at the end of the year and see. I mean, you have no way to to know. Well, you could do a toast tally. I could do a toast tally. Oh no, that's that would be depressing. <laughs> toast tally. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life, <laughs> ladies. Want to see me come over and make a hash mark on my toast tally? (laughs) Is that a euphemism? Unfortunately, no. (laughs) I'll put that on my Tinder profile. And then she comes over and it's like, oh, no, you really are just making a hash mark on a toast tally. (laughs) Yep. And, and then I'm like, did you think I called my vagina a toast tally? Yeah. 
Anyway, I don't understand the internet dating. Next Would question. Would you go home with someone who calls her vagina a toast tally? I might. Is she cute? Probably. Then yes. If she was cute, if she was like, yeah, a little weird, a little cute. Yeah. She calls Fine. it a toast tally. She can yeah. call it whatever she wants. Not my business. I'm not yeah. here to judge what she calls it. That's it's her relationship. So anyway. What? Next question. <laughs> I, just wanna, I just want to go back to last year and remember one of my favorite moments of the year, which was when uh. Amy Steele handed you her toast. <laughs> said, Do you want some toast? Well, oh. I should have made a little hash mark on the tally. You should have. And then she would have said, oh, I see your toast tally. And I... <laughs> she would have said, pull your pants up. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm your guest. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Oh, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> you say it just like Rachel Lee Cook at the end of the Brain on Drugs commercial. <laughs> Next question comes to us from Jez. Oh, if your current life, as it is now, suddenly turned into a horror movie, what genre would you want it to be? Parentheses, ghost, lesbian vampires, found footage, etc. First of all, <laughs> this question assumes that our lives aren't already horror movies. Am I right? And already aren't lesbian vampire ghost found footage films. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it could be argued, that's all our lives actually are. Right. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. You answer first. I've been talking a lot. Well, I mean, obviously, I feel like I would want it to be a, a uh, I would want to be in a witch-adjacent genre story. Sure. Because I love, I mean, you know, we've talked about it, you know, slashers were kind of our go-to when we were getting into the thing, and then it kind of became... Uh, you know, zo- and zombies, and now, now I think I'm. I think, and both of us are really in the into the ghost and the witch genre, which overlap a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be in a witch thing, but then I was like, well, but is that going to be the most interesting in terms of my telling my life story? Um, oh. So I'm thinking I would love to be in a found footage witch film, mm. because I love found footage. I, right. I, 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 it's the most underrated. Well, it's the most. Uh, hmm. Hated for a reason, genre. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. yet, and yet, I can't stop watching them. Yeah. We went, okay, we went to the screening room, which is now called the Miniplex. So now we're calling it the Miniplex from now on. We went to the Miniplex and we put on, uh, Jason was like, I'm going to watch, uh, I think, The Gallows 2. And I was like, oh, but we didn't, The Gallows 1 was kind of terrible, but it, it was found footage and we enjoyed it. So, sure. We go to put it on. And the first scene is found footage. And then what? They flip the script and the whole rest of the movie after the first scene is like not found. It's like live action-y, not found footage. Like yeah. a real, it's like an actual narrative story. Oh, like like your Rec 3. Like Rec 3. And and you, we both said, you know what? And we turned it off. Because wow, we could sign up for any, any found footage movie. I'm like, I don't care how bad it is. I don't care if it's Area 47. Sit me down. I'm going to watch it. And have I been staring at Apollo 18 in my Netflix, my list? Yes, I have. But I haven't put it on yet. But I will because it's found footage. Mm -hmm. That said, Gallows 2, 
drops the drops the whole conceit. I don't, I don't care, so I'm not interested. So put me in a found footage movie, either a found footage witch movie or a found footage slasher, because I still haven't seen one of those, and I really want yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and all that to say, if neither of those things, I would love to be in a pod people story. Maybe that could be Ooh. found footage. I don't know. Hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is, put me in anything, just make it found footage. Okay. Whether it's a witch slasher or a pod people, or combine all three. I just want more pod people. That's what I'm saying. I see. There's not enough pod people. I like there a, are not enough pod I people. I like a pod people. A pod yeah. person thing. Sorry. Same. I don't gender yeah. them. <laughs> Is there a gender difference between person and people? You know what, Stacey? You haven't spent enough time on Tumblr <laughs> getting educated. Maybe, Stacey, if you saw Black Christmas, the new one, you would understand the, That's si- true. the significance of pod persons. That's my failing. <laughs> one of them. It's one of them. One of the many. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. This question, I think I thought of it wrong. I feel like uh, that's fine. I feel like I shit the bed with my answer. Well, I mean, it says if my life is turned into a horror movie. So is it a movie about my life? First of all, how boring. Oh. Second of all. Oh, well, then uh, mine would just be a ghost movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine would be still Stacy. <laughs> it's just Julianne Moore trying to remember if, if she actually put the toast in the window or not. <laughs> yeah. Because, but then I, I think I thought of it as what kind of horror movie would I like to live my life as? Do you yeah, know that's what I mean? how I was like with the found footage witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? Anyway, I mean the the one you would think would be the obvious answer would be lesbian vampires, right? Oh, uh, uh, you know, half of it for sure, at least the lesbian half. Let's face it. <laughs> Riding this fanny pack straight to hell. Oh, that's what you're riding? Yeah. <laughs> I'm riding this mullet. <laughs> straight to hell, right? I don't have a mullet. No. I, no. But I could something. I mean, it, is it my birthright as a lezo? But lesbian vampire, I mean, first of all, if suddenly I was turned into a lesbian vampire, I feel like it would be my luck. I wouldn't come out of this looking like Ingrid Pitt. I would be the one lesbian vampire that ends up looking like fucking Mr. Barlow, right? (laughs) Somehow, this is what would happen. That would be my luck. And then I say, then there are just so many lifestyle changes you have to make. I'd have to get a coffin to sleep in. I have one. You can borrow it. You have a casket. Okay, you're right. It's much more comfortable than a coffin. It looks much more comfortable, and it's horizontal instead of vertical, which seems nice. Yeah. Most most coffins are vertical. But no one says, like, oh, look, it's Dracula's casket. <laughs> we being wheeled by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'd have to get a coffin to sleep in that. That seems like a pain in the ass. Uh, do I need a Renfield to take care of things? While I sleep the day away. Hello. Maybe. Oh, you're going to be my Renfield. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's one problem. <laughs> but the big thing, I think, would be the feeding. The feeding. Right? Is I mean, blood vegetarian? First of all, it's not. My vegetarian lifestyle would be over. <laughs> Second of all, the next time you go somewhere where there are people, the mall, the grocery store, an aeroplane. 
Look around you and imagine having to put your mouth on somebody's neck. Look at the people around you. And if you were hungry and you had to bite one of these people, it's not like I'm going to be biting all hotties all the time, right? No. Well, and ethically, if you if you like ethically want to quell your injustices that you commit and atrocities, then you would right. like you could go for like the more awful people, but then they're just gross. You don't want to bite that neck. Then they're just gross. Exactly. It's so like, I, that just no. You could get scabies, Stacy. I could get all sorts of communicable diseases. Oh no. Yeah. Plus, I'm not, like, a beach lady. You're like, a daytime beach lady. But what if I want to go to the record store? Are they open at night? I don't know. Do vampires even care about records? This I also don't know. So I say, lesbian vampire, no thank you. I'll take the lesbian half. Vampire, no. So... The horror movie, <laughs> you would be in a lesbian horror movie, is what you're saying. A.K.A. like any lesbian movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I thought, uh, okay, what about a ghost? That seems cool. But then I have too many ghost questions as well. Am I, st- I don't want to live in this apartment for the rest of my life. Never mind the rest of my afterlife. Are you stuck? So I have too many ghost questions. Do you poop ectoplasm? Do you have to poop? Uh, can I listen to records? Can I, do I pass through everything? Or can I move shit and touch shit? You know, like, I just. Also, like, could you put a record on? Could I put a record on? What am I wearing? Where am I? Can I go somewhere? Like, I just, so I say no ghost. I, my answer is which movie? Good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a witch on her lawn complaining about these things. Complaining about the limitations of being a vampire. Yeah, in front of her crone hut. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Being a witch, you could be a hot witch. You could be a crone witch. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You can live in the woods. Basically, as a witch, you're just fucking shit up. So uh, I say witch movie. Yeah, you could be hot. You could be gross. You could be a dead body. You could be burned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, witch movie. The end. I'm here for that. Good answer. Thank you. Good answer. It took me 10 minutes to get there, but I got there. (laughs) I'd like to let people know my thought process because it's, I'm sure it's scintillating. Next question. No, okay. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Rowan. Oh, I love Rowan. Rowan, who got to hang out with us, who we got to hang out with, um, at our amazing fucking live show. Rowan asks... What's the most memorable slash impressive practical effect you've seen in a horror movie? Or even just your favorite practical effects moment? I mean, I know immediately what comes Oh, to yeah? Mind. Oh, oh, well, go for it. Oh, it. ever since I saw it, I've been traumatized by it, and I can't stop reliving it whenever I think of it. Um, and that's the really awful gross hand bit in Gerald's game. Mmm, yeah. The, the spectacular Carla Gugino epic... Um, adaptation of the Stephen King story by Mike Flanagan. I love Carla Gugino. I yeah, think she's great. She's a great actor. I think she's fucking gorgeous. Um, I know everyone's going nuts over the new Watchmen TV show, and I really want to see it. And I know the movie isn't that good to begin with, but did I love her as Silk Spectre every second she was in it, as well as Silk Spectre's mom? Um, yes, Carla Gugino is a goddess. That said... Watching her have to 
contort and break and rip apart her hand to get it out of those handcuffs. Yeah. Was fucking, that was one of the gnarliest effects I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of gross fucking shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think also coming off of, I think coming off of the suspense of her just trapped on this bed, it was a really good build up into, oh no, something awful is going to have to happen for her to get out of this. And then it was the grossest, I remember screaming and like holding multiple pillows in front of my face. That's the first time ever I've really had to like look away and yet I was still trying to look because I knew it was so gnarly what I was watching. Yeah. It's really gross. It's so fucking gross. It's, I mean, it's what makes the whole movie, besides her amazing perfection. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree with that. Yeah. Good answer. Gross effect. Gross effect. Hmm. Well, all right. I thought about, uh, you know, what are some, I mean, I answered the question. What are some of the memorable (laughs) practical Man, we are at the top of our fucking game. Top of our game, babe. Listen, I'm still, the grip is still upon me. <laughs> the grip. A little bit. All right. Well, I mean, you know, you have your answers. The Thing, which I had just watched fairly recently. I mean, I think The Thing is always the default, though, right? The Thing is always there. Um, uh, The Olga sequence in Suspiria. Oh. Makes me say, how did they do that? Even the original Friday the 13th. Has Mm -hmm. some, like the Kevin Bacon. I know how the Kevin Bacon death scene is done. And yet it still blows me away. It's so fucking well done. It really is. Tom Savini, baby. Tom Savini, man. Right? I mean, and then you have like any zombie movie has crazy effects in it. Mm -hmm. Right? But my ultimate answer, I decided to go in another direction with it. Because when you say like memorable... And I thought about, as I often do, The Haunting from 1963. Oh. A movie that has one practical effects moment. Uh, the entire thing is light and sound until they are all gathered in that parlor and the door buckles yeah. as they watch it. Yeah, that's and I, weird. It's... A monumental moment that, you know, up until then, it's all been like, is Eleanor imagining this? You know, you hear footsteps, you hear this, there's creepy shadows, whatever. And then in this, they're all on one side of the door and there is something on the other side of the door that is so powerful that it's pushing on the door and causing it to buckle. And that to me is so scary that whatever is out there is a real thing. That is that strong and powerful. Yeah. That I think it's a really memorable moment. Really understated. And I think it's really smart that that's the, I mean, versus the remake, you know, like this is the only whoa, moment whoa, in that whoa, film. Whoa, 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 I, whoa, whoa. I, I said what I whoa, said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said what I said. <laughs> you know, and so I just, that's a, that's a practical effects moment that is always going to stick with me. That's a great answer. It's so weird. It's so, like, uncanny. It shouldn't be happening. Right. It increases the sense of what the fuck is even, is this house? Yeah. Uh, and I like that that's a, a that when when Rowan asked this question, practical effects, obviously, I think gore. 
gore right. effects. But I like hearing this a, a different kind of practical effect. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I ended up. Because, yeah, you do think gore. You think, like, oh, how is, like, Friday 13th. Like, it's just people getting killed in gross ways. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's what practical effects usually are. Or it's some kind of monster or something. And it's like, this is really kind of understated, but also, like, so shocking. Yeah. And crucial to telling that story. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Answer. Thanks. I'm so proud of that answer. Thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Well, and now everything is just CGI, <laughs> which right. I think yeah. obviously it's better. Uh, yeah, and that was you. practical. Like they had the the door was made of wood, and they had wood on the other side, and they were literally just pushing the door, just pushing it. Yep, that's not yeah, because it looks so fucking weird, and it's just like this isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stacy, say the thing. The next question. Oh, next question. Oh, 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 okay. Um, okay, so for our next question, Morgan asks us, any movies that you would love to see as a television show? I struggled with this one. This is a tr- I think this was the trickiest one of the list. It was, because I was like, well, first of all, whatever it was, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that is empirically true. <laughs> Yeah, like I would, I would want to watch it, but I just never. It would just sit in my queue forever. Yeah, say, you just well, say I, sh- I should watch it, but uh, but I don't feel like uh, it. And then every, everybody would be done talking about it, and that would be that. So and that, then by the time you post about it, everyone looks at you like you're a fool, like you're a like a what are you Encino man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is the contemporary <laughs> reference they would make. <laughs> Yeah, and so I just, I don't know, and then I looked at, like, movies that I love or whatever, and I thought, stretching this out over 6 to 12 episodes, my God, when you only really need 90 minutes to tell this story. Thank you. Or is that just what I know? Was I not using my imagination? So I don't know. I really had a hard time with this one. What did you end up settling on? I ended up settling on... And I can't believe this is ever an answer. Still to this day, I can't believe this is ever an answer. But my answer is the Lords of Salem. Yes! <laughs> wow. I am so excited right now thinking about that. Like, I feel like that, like of any of the other things I thought of, there would be potential for something ongoing. Seen as how... I mean... <laughs> No, I don't want it to follow the lords as they go on tour, do I? <laughs> yes, but, you I do. Mean, <laughs> but, I mean, if you think of this record awakening different, like, cells, basically. Yeah. Around the place. That gives you a lot of opportunities to travel around and just, like, uh, ongoing witch shit. I, and I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like it would work. There are so many, there are so many, um different applications too story wise for a television series with that because you have the old you have the the flashbacks to the old coven in salem right you have yeah like you said the record going around to all these different cells and activating these women everywhere and then you have the what happens after like where's sherry moon right now and what's she fucking who's she killing Mm-hmm. And you have all that, too. Oh. Yeah, because this, we I mean, in the movie, you don't see any of, like, the results of this. No, you just hear during the credits, like, women yeah. went, went, went missing and a bunch of people died. and Right. 
But you don't. It's like it stops right. I mean, I realized that he had Rob Zombie had talked about a sequel, but it's like, yeah, what happens next? So I think I think there's a lot of potential. Um, and I never thought I'd say that about any Rob Zombie property, but here we are. It's the '90s, man. <laughs> Anything is possible. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. That's a great answer. Thanks. I fucking love Lords of Salem. I do too. Do you know, uh, that is, I think, if anything, that's my greatest accomplishment is <laughs> conning you into watching that movie. If, I mean, if this show is good for anything. <laughs> I can't believe you that. like a Rob Zombie movie. It I can't so either. And I'll, I can't believe I like it and I'll tell people about it and like recommend it. I mean, it's again, not my, it's not my, tattoo. Yeah, it's not my secret shame. I love Lords of Salem. Yeah, she's not your sin. She's not my sin. My answer. Uh, many of you know that last last year, Jesus Christ, in December, uh, before you came to visit Stacy, I was actually towards it was actually in November. Uh, I got profoundly sick, also like you did, um, but just for like a week. And it was a great vacation because it was the first time I had any time off. So my body chose the right time for me to be sick. Uh, And then I, in a similar delirium to yours, completely lost my mind. Did not advocate for the Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) But I advocated for the millennial Beverly Hillbillies, which was the queen of the damned. Oh, And something snapped in my brain and I couldn't stop listening to the horrible soundtrack I secretly love it. And then I couldn't stop watching the movie. I issued a series of demands on the internet pertaining to Queen of the Damned. Jason finally rented it for me because it didn't go on Netflix until the week after. Um, I watched it. It turns out it's fucking horrible, just as I remembered. And yet I still want to watch it again and again because I hate that movie, but I also love how bad it is. So what I got, what this gets me to is I do love the novel. And I want, and it is actually happening, so my answer is kind of a cheat. I just want the Anne Rice Vampire Chronicles television series. Hmm. Because I am a goth (laughs) kid. Yeah. (laughs) And nothing says goth kid more deliciously than the Anne Rice Vampire Chronicles. Well, that is true. Here's my problem. What's his name? Brian Fuller, who I love, who did, he did Hannibal. Yeah. He was hired to do the Vampire Chronicles slash Queen of the Dam slash whatever move TV show, and it was him working with Anne Rice and her and her her kid Christopher, and it was adapting, adapting, adapting. And I was so excited because if you get Brian Fuller, that means it's going to be really good. That also means that Gillian Anderson's going to have to be in it, which means she would be exactly the perfect person to play Lestat's mother, Gabrielle. <laughs> I haven't thought about this at all. But then Brian Fuller already (laughs) left the project because just like everything he does either gets canceled within a season or three, or he leaves it after a season. Or in this case, Mm. he didn't even make it to series. (laughs) So so I guess my my answer is just an update on the status of the Anne Rice Vampire Chronicles television series for Hulu. So who knows? Wow. I hope it's not bad. It's probably going to be bad. Are any of those things good? I haven't seen an Interview with the Vampire since I was, like, a teenager, but... They're not for me. They're probably not so good, I right? I can't, I can't really judge, I don't think. They're probably not good. I don't know under what circumstances I'd Stacey, be into them. what is not for you about 
fae pale men making out and and moping <laughs> for hours on end. And then starting a glam rock band. Right. <laughs> well, what's not for you about that? I kind of like that. Aaliyah's for me. Aaliyah's so absolutely for you. Yeah. You know, that movie is fucking terrible, but Aaliyah's great. Yeah. I love Aaliyah. Gone too soon. Gone too soon. Also, her gay brother looped, uh, did the dubbing on her voice because they needed to do some looping still. So they got her gay brother to come in. Oh, I didn't know that. And so, yeah. Face of an angel, voice of an angel gay brother. Oh. Akasha, everybody. The queen of the damned. Hmm. Anyway. Well, it's a terrible movie. Why do I love it so much? You have bad taste. It's just like, I mean... why does, well, I like, ba- I, I skew towards bad taste. No, it's true. It's true. I just don't get it. Why would Lestat be like a billion years old, 300 years old or whatever? And then why would he be like, I'm going to make music and it's going to, when I sing, obviously I'm going to sound like the guy from Corn. <laughs> it was the 90s, man. It was the 90s. Anything was possible. Anything was possible. So I just yeah. miss the badness. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a certain flavor of vampire that you don't see very often anymore. Are vampires yeah. still around? That's kind of over, isn't it? Vampires are kind of over. That was like 90s to now. 2000s, and now it's over. Yeah. I think Twilight, once that was done, and, the, oh, and then yeah. the Vampire Diaries happened. And... Oh, and then Let the Right One In was kind of the end of that whole saga yeah yeah that was a good way to end it yeah yeah oh well Hmm. i don't know what phase we're in now well i think well now we're just in women fucking killing it yeah if anything if there's any thread to horror right now it's that i think yeah interesting which thank fucking god it only took 100 years to get here (laughs) it only took the entirety of the genre's existence for real but here we are hmm well well good Hmm. okay Hmm. stacy say the thing next question oh shit Uh, okay next question (laughs) comes to us from ben who asks what's your sick day go-to horror movie either one that's just mindlessly enjoyable or one that always makes you feel better you have just experienced a litany of sick days i have did you enjoy any sick day horror movies no did i (laughs) turns out we're charlatans (laughs) maybe (laughs) did i i haven't actually watched any horror movies i don't think since i've been home can that be correct yeah you well i mean you watched in fairness you watched eighteen thousand when you were here that's true. No, I think I've been on a non-horror kick. Um, Rumspringa. Maybe, maybe it's a little Rumspringa. Maybe I should have watched a horror movie. Maybe it made me feel better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. So I don't know that I have a go-to. But one that's just mindlessly enjoyable or always makes me feel better. Um, I don't know if this is true or not. It's not a lie, but I don't know. Look. I just love, I find very comforting the idea of, like, a lengthy, made-for-television horror, particularly if it's about a town with a secret. Oh. One of my absolute favorite subgenres. Oh, the best. And so, 
thinking about this question, my brain went to your Salem's lot, your Toby Hooper Salem's lot. Mm. Uh, it went to the dark secret of Harvest Home, mm. st- starring Betty Davis and a very young Rosanna Arquette and a very younger Tracy Gold of television's Growing Pains. Thank you. Uh, any of those, like made, I think made for TV horror would be very nice to watch laying on the couch feeling like garbage. Yeah. And you could easily go in and out of sleep during it. Right. You feel charmed. Right. Chances are the copy you're watching isn't going to look that great. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking about a Blu-ray because most of this shit is not available. Yeah, it's like watching <clears throat> Home for the Holidays and how I had to squint my eyes the entire time to tell where the blobs of light were. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, there's something about that that is that I think when I if I were sick, that that would be a comfort. Yeah, it lends itself. You're not demanded to to investigate every individual pore upon an actor's countenance. No, and I'm not even real. I'm not expected to have an opinion about it. No, uh, I'm not. Ex- I don't have to look for any meaning or explore themes or what have you. It's like the horror movie equivalent of The Price Is Right or something. <laughs> Classic sick day television. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Good job. Those are my answers. I love Dark Secret of Harvest Home. We should do that. I would love to watch that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I think it's on YouTube. Honestly, if I just hear the terms dark secret at any point, I'm mm-hmm. in. I mean, it's all Harvest Festival shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. God, I love a Harvest Festival. Mm-hmm. Why is there always shenanigans happening come harvest time? Yeah. I just love that Town with a Secret, you know, frequently crosses over with like folk horror. Yeah, it does. Love a town with a secret. We might have to talk about those. We might have to. We might have to. <laughs> well, I feel like I've already spoiler alerted myself because obviously my sick day go to horror movie <laughs> is a piece of shit called The Queen of the Damned. Uh, apparently. I'm sorry. It's just called Queen of the Damned. There is no. There's. She has no need for thus. No, no, no. You know, because she, she is she's queen. The only one. Yeah. She's not the queen. She is queen. Mm-hmm. So Queen of the Damned, um, but another one that I do love. It's it's honestly, it's my October Halloween movie. It's my, all of it uh, is Fright Night. I love Fright Night mm. so much. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, It's just so fun to watch and so sweet and charming and great effects and uh, just love it. Love it. Um, But one that I did watch actually right after I had my wisdom teeth removed. <laughs> and it actually helped me feel better. Uh, I don't, I think you hated this movie. Um, and I have mixed feelings, but I really am a fan of it for what it is. Uh, it was Prometheus. Oh, I, I, like, in- I love Prometheus. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you hated Prometheus. No. Oh, I really, really, really like Prometheus. Yeah. I mean, I know it has issues. Like, I know I'm not a dum-dum, uh, for the most part. And so I realized that there are issues with it, but I kind of don't care because I'm like, I've got Charlize Theron and Numi Rapace in oh. amazing s- space outfits. That's all what? I need. The space outfits are so good. And why does she run? Why does she run vertical against the donut? Yeah. No, Charlize, you should have followed your training. You just run to the left. A little. That's all you have to do. 
Don't run under the donut, Charlene. Just move, take a step to the left and stand there. And let it roll by. That's what but I do. What? <laughs> I'm really, I really am a fan. Well, now that I know you like it, I can tell how much I can speak openly about how much I love Prometheus. But um, everyone fucking hates it. And I really like Prometheus. Uh, I love Numi Rapace. That's why I was shocked to see how great she can act in Girl with a Dragon Tattoo and Prometheus, and then how <laughs> how present she is yeah. <laughs> in passion. Yeah, how how in that movie she was. <laughs> how she is there on the screen yeah. in passion. Yeah. Um, but watching that movie when I was when I was I was fresh out of my wisdom teeth removal and and with freshly traumatized sinus cavities and and blood pads in my mouth, watching her take control of her life and get that squid abortion, yeah, I was like, I feel a little bit better because at least I'm not in that little abortion capsule with the squid baby. <laughs> That's true. Could be worse. So- could be worse so i'm a i don't know i'm watching everybody get infected with weird whatever parasite alien xenomorph blood dna thing sure right i, I felt i felt a little bit better i really like yeah, i was with don't, it don't get me started on alien fucking covenant well i know yeah oh yeah so bad yeah no i like prometheus so bad yeah so those were my my three i think sick movies good Good one moves. good, one bad, one borrowed, one blue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Classic. Like their spacesuits. Like their spacesuits. Hmm. Next question. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Olivia asks, "Do you have a favorite bad movie?" And I like that Olivia puts "bad" in quotation marks because, as we know, bad is subjective. Right. That's true. I mean, you could say Prometheus, right? You could say Prometheus, but it's a good movie. <laughs> It's a good movie that Ridley Scott just somehow happened to direct later in his life. Right. There you go. I feel like you're going to have a lot of answers for this one. <laughs> I actually only have two. Oh. Although I realize I should have a lot because I specialize in the bad film. You do. Yeah. And here's my argument. I run a, I do all, in addition to one of my mini series, I also run a series here called Mondo Trasho where we celebrate, you know, terrible movies that are looked at as terrible by culture. Mm-hmm. But movies that I really, it's just movies where I'm like, oh, I really like this, so you guys have to watch it, is what it is. <laughs> but like, I mean, take a film like Howard the Duck. Mm. I think it's a great fucking movie. Howard the Duck is a great movie. It has hilarious writing by a brilliant writing team um, who did uh, a little movie called Messiah of Evil. <laughs> um, it's got Leah Thompson, much like the Beverly Hillbillies remake. <laughs> Classic. It has uh, duck duck condoms and rock music and uh, alien demons from outer space. And it's a great, good time. People look at it as bad because they were freaked out by a duck puppet in the 80s. And because it's not the following a traditional structure of a film. But I enjoy it very much. So I think, I think a bad movie is in many ways better and braver than a prestige film. And this is my manifesto, ultimately, is at the end of the day, I would much rather watch a b- bizarre, bonkers film that takes weird-ass risks than I would watch something classy that just is sa- safe and fine. Okay. So, so that said, bad movies, there's only two for me at the top of the list. And those two, one of them is called Lurkers. <laughs> I love Lurkers. 
if you in follow hindsight, this podcast. In hindsight, I'm you really do love lurkers. lurkers. Well, I think I like the idea of lurkers. I didn't. I didn't not like lurkers. I feel like somehow. I mean, maybe I need to re-listen to that episode, um, because I feel like no, I I didn't. I didn't like it, but I didn't not like it. It had a lot of things I I enjoyed. It also does have a lot of, like, scenes of just her driving while weird music plays. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, lurkers, man. Just those those vignettes that happen in that movie, like the the strippers talking about the stock market. Yeah. (laughs) Like... It's so good. I love lurkers. Lurleens, as we Lurleen. call it in, in Gaylord's territory. <laughs> Lurleens. I love Lurleens. Um, and then I will say, other answer, I do have a new favorite I bad movie. I know what movie. this is going to be. You know exactly what this is going to be, because it's all I talked about while you were here. Listen up. Tammy and the motherfucking T-Rex is it, is lit, and is legit. Wow. Bold. Yes. Bold statement. I have currently, I'm putting, I'm assembling a 2019 top 10 list, and I'm like, technically, the gore cut of Tammy and the T-Rex is a 2019 film. Technically. <laughs> Therefore, do I displace Little Women or Terminator Dark Fate or Knives Out to include Tammy and the T-Rex <laughs> on my top 10 <laughs> list for the year? Because it's fucking amazing. People say it's terrible. If you say um, <laughs> if you say it's terrible because it's from the director of Mac and Me, okay, that's one argument. Sure. If you say it's terrible because it's got Denise Richards, clearly you're a misogynist and something's wrong with you because she is one of the greatest actors of our time. <laughs> um, if you say it's terrible because it's Denise Richards dating Paul Walker, who gets his brain implanted in an animatronic T Rex by Terry Kaiser, aka Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. You just sold me on the greatest film of all time, is what you did. Good for you. I love it. And furthermore, it's a buddy picture uh, between Denise Richards and Byron. Byron is Tammy's gay black best friend who is treated with human sincerity and it, 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 through the whole film, except when he's called a faggot by the cops. It is a very thoughtful, very smart movie that is very sensitive in that in the handling of that character and very humanizing. It's and I thought for the I time. Was, yeah, and watching watching Denise Richards and her gay black best friend beat up the bullies that are coming to assault her in the hospital. Watching them both beat them up and then like do a high five to, with each other when they when they've de- defeated the bullies. I just am like. This is the representation I've always been looking for, and people laugh at it and say it's a bad movie. Hmm. I love Tammy the T Rex. Yes, you Everyone, do. Everyone, seek out the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. The new Gorka is astounding. It is a great party movie. It is so fucking fun to watch with people. Hmm. So Good that's for you. my tr- that's my treatise. That's uh, quite a one. <laughs> I love that movies. <laughs> hmm. Uh, have you come across a bad movie that you're like, yeah, that's just bad? Like, everybody was right? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, but here's the problem is I'm not gonna watch Joker, so. (laughs) Well, I mean, a classic what is considered a a classic bad movie. movie. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, I, I mean, yeah, I think if people, like, I'm sure, like, Geely is actually terrible, right? Um, mm. But then there's, I don't know, people will say, like, oh, this, God, what was that action movie starring Tanya Harding? Oh. Like, oh, yeah. everyone, like, that was marketed as, like, a terrible movie, it's a bad movie. And I was like, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just genuinely love bad movies. But I think, well, I don't know. But then there are bad movies that are just terrible for the sake of it. I just can't think of any on top of my head. But, like, mm. like I mean, like, those sci-fi movies, right? Right, like a, yeah. I can't. A Sharknado or a... Anything that's made with the intent purposes of trying to be bad is not probably going yeah. to be fun. And I mean, I know I'm trying to get I'm trying to get in the good graces of Asylum and and, <laughs> and all these people that make these movies because I think they're the only people that will ever allow me to make a movie. <laughs> but but like like the Atlantic Rim, great title, but right. I mean, yeah. terrible film. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's the new ones. I just think the ones that I, are made with heart that are widely misunderstood because they have technical shortcomings. Right. Yes. Are angels from heaven that need to be reevaluated. So. Yeah. I would agree with that. But and it's good to find worthwhile things in the cast-offs. If yeah. possible, you know. It's For the sure. weird, it's the weird, the weird stuff usually has some weird little kernels of joy that are unexpected that you can't find other places. Right. Yeah. Like Tammy the T-Rex. I still haven't seen that kind of uh, representation in another film from that era. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. What's your favorite bad movie? You don't like bad movies very um, much. Um, well, uh... Well, that's not true at all, actually. <laughs> not true at all. I'm like, that's a gigantic lie. <laughs> yeah. You just uh, have more exacting standards, I think. Um, yeah, I think I also tend to swing towards bad horror movies if I'm gonna like a bad movie. Versus yes. your Howard the Ducks. But maybe yes. I would like, I've actually never seen Howard the Duck. Maybe I oh. would be charmed by it. I don't know. You would love Leah Thompson in it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, bad movies that I love. Here's the thing, is that, I mean, there's one very obvious answer, but I, it took me forever to get to it because I don't consider it a bad movie, even though it absolutely is 100%. But I think in my mind, it has transcended that, uh, that just calling it a bad movie, you know? (laughs) And that movie obviously is Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes. (laughs) I guess technically it's a bad movie. (laughs) But that just doesn't seem like the appropriate word for that masterpiece. For a work of art. For a work of art. Even if it had never gone, even if it had never been filmed, even if it had only existed as a log line in an abandoned (laughs) notepad document. (laughs) <laughs> like a, a prophetic TV guide. Yeah. You know, there's a yard sale at the Amityville house. And someone buys a floor lamp. <laughs> and the floor lamp is possessed by a demon. And Patty Duke has to fight the floor lamp. <laughs> I would say that is the greatest document of our time it should be locked away next to the declaration of independence yeah get this safely installed in the library of congress (laughs) yeah i mean 
just the idea that someone thought of that. Like, it went through... It, it was an idea, and someone wrote it down, and they sent it to all these actors, etc., and everybody said, all right. And then they made it, and I can watch it. Just astounds me that it exists. Because it really is about a possessed floor lamp. Like, you think that's like God. just a crazy thing. But that's what it's about. See, taking more risks than any of those prestige pictures. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I do. But I but I also love a prestige picture on occasion, depending on what it's about and if it has some good actressing in it. Yeah, absolutely. Would I rather watch The Irishman or Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes? Amityville 4, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the bad movie I've been really obsessed with lately uh, is a slasher film from the classic era, 1981. And it is called Don't Go in the Woods, dot, 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 alone. The title Don't Go in the Woods Alone implies that it's perfectly fine to go in the woods with other people. I don't know if that's actually true or not. However, it's basically just a series of crazy people getting killed. (laughs) All these people hiking in this area and they all get killed one by one. Most of them don't even speak, never mind have names. And they are just, this is all presented perfectly straight. Like this is not supposed to be a comedy. This is a slasher film. Uh, and it's like just the crate, like, yeah, there's the hiker in a wheelchair. Oh. Um, there's the hiker on roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everybody just using different forms of wheels? Yeah, there's a hiker on roller skates. There's the woman who is so cool. She wears mirrored aviators. Looks so fucking cool. Doesn't say a word. She's out painting in the middle of the woods. And when they show what? the canvas... She's not painting anything that's in front of her. She's, like, painting an apartment building or something. Like, it was clearly just a canvas they had lying around. She's really um, undoing the plain air aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gets killed. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Like, people, the dialogue doesn't make any sense. Like, someone is, like... They're there because they're there to catch a train in the middle of the woods and you don't see this. <laughs> There's no train tracks. There's no train station. But then in the background, you hear like a toot toot. And so you're like, oh, well, I guess there, there must be a train. Um, it just navigates through the trees. Yeah. Yeah. The acting is, it's like mostly dubbed. And the act, to call the acting bad is like, just not a strong enough word it's like the only way that you can properly convey that it's like acting by people who not that they're not professional actors because they're clearly not but it's like these people have never spoken aloud before because their inflections are all off and like there's weird like instead of just saying yesterday i watched uh seinfeld for three hours They'd be like, yesterday I watched Seinfeld for three hours. Like, they just, it's, like, how are these, like, this was the best you could find? They're it's all, amazing. They're all played by Paz de la Huerta, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just so into this movie currently because it's i just, need to see it yeah we really we should we should watch it it's, we uh, should watch it. it we should definitely watch it it's one it of my it sounds like a gem 
It really is. It's terrible. It's so terrible. But I really love it. I love uh, ineptitude. Yes. That is like like sincere ineptitude that people tried to make a good movie. And they just didn't, you know? And See, I like the nonsense, especially with slashers in horror movies, there can be just nonsensical choices. Like, you need victims. Okay. Oh, these people are at the train station. In the middle of the woods! Like, that doesn't... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm here for it. So. I don't go in the woods alone. That's For sure. Amazing. Those are probably my two favorite. I mean, there are more. There's... Kathy's Curse. I love Kathy's Curse. Oh yeah, your your Exorcist slash the Omen ripoff slash mm-hmm. Carrie ripoff, which is just inept. I love it. Mm. Um, the Child. I'm really into. Mm. Which one's uh, the Child? The Child is about oh, a. I'm thinking child. the baby. Yeah, no, this is the Child about. A, it's really not well done. The sound quality is atrocious. Uh, but it's about a little girl who can control zombies, and she uses her zombie friends to kill all the people she Oh, like. yeah. Yeah. It's terrible, but I really like it. Um, next question. Oh, um, okay. Oh, Destiny. Destiny, our own uh, resident Annabelle expert, Annabelle Stan, asks, shockingly, surprisingly, is Annabelle, speaking of bad movies, an angel sent from heaven? <laughs> yeah. No. No. What? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I say no, because heaven is for straight edge narcs. <laughs> Annabelle, Annabelle's a satanic femme troll. Exactly. How could she be sent from heaven? She's sent from Gaylords of Darkness heaven. Oh, she's a Gaylords angel from heaven. Absolutely. Right. But an angel from heaven. No. She doesn't need Heaven your... is for nerds. Heaven is a hetero... Heaven is compulsory heterosexuality. I say no, thank you. No, we don't I need... can't imagine Annabelle coming from there. <laughs> All the other angels are just staring at her. <laughs> she's not doing anything. Yeah, she's just sitting there in a rocket chair, smiling with her broken face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you should go <laughs> somewhere <Right>. else. <laughs> rejected from heaven maybe you should go be in this film franchise instead <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep so there you go i love annabelle yeah that's my answer i think that's a great answer i i, I agree yeah she's from yeah. hell she's well, from gay fine. hell that's right Next question. Oh, okay. Our next question comes from Mr. Matt. Not Dr. Matt, but Mr. Matt. Um, If you were to send someone a terrible movie as punishment, a la Mystery Science Theater 3000, what movie would you send them? Also, what good movie would you send them to bring them back from the ledge? My. (sighs) I hated thinking about this question because it made me remember movies that I did not like. Yeah. That were punishing. Yeah. That I sat through. Yeah. And I said, and you just feel like a hollowness, a despair <laughs> at life. <laughs> right? There's just nothing left after that. Just a nut. It's like the end of the beyond. You just find yourself in that void, looking into nothingness, 
with your blind eyes. <laughs> you say, this is it? This is eternity? <laughs> is that all there is to being trapped inside a painting from hell? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what these movies made me feel like. Yeah. They're not bad movies. They transcend bad, not in the way that Don't Go in the Woods Alone transcends, or Amityville 4 transcends the moniker. No. These are so bad that they make you hate life. What are they? I need to know. Uh, well, The Haunting, 1999. Oh, fucking atrocity. Like, the movies that make me angry. Right? Yeah. The Fog, 2005. Yeah. Children of the Corn, 2009. Yeah. The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> oh, I never saw that, but I did love your review of it. I watched that because it stars Carrie Ann Moss and Faye Dunaway. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you have to. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Remember Silent Hill Revelation with Carrie Ann Moss. Si- mm-hmm. God, she deserves better. What have we done she to that does. Woman? She was fucking Trinity. She was so cool. She was on Models, Inc. Oh, thank you. Which, as you know, is a spinoff of television's Melrose Place, which, as you know, is a spinoff of television's Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> I love Models, Inc. Carrie Ann Moss, I believe she gets... She ends, the series ends on a cliffhanger because they thought they were going to come back for another season, but they did not. Carrie Ann Moss is stranded in a Mexican brothel. She was kidnapped and sold into sexual slavery. So poor Carrie Ann Moss is in a Mexican brothel somewhere. That's just how it ended? That's just how it ended, my friend. Wow, poor Carrie. Justice for Carrie. The world of modeling is very dangerous. It's fraught with um, danger. Fraught with dangers. So, justice for Carrie and Moss. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, so don't don't see the Bye Bye Man. Or do, because I did reread my review of it. Because I was like, was it as bad as I thought? And reading the review made me want to watch it. No, no. <laughs> I will admit, which is the power of words. I will admit, your your bad your reviews of bad movies always make me want to watch them. Yeah, it's dangerous. With great power comes great responsibility. I this always have true. to add a caveat that says, "Don't watch this movie." <laughs> but then the Bye Bye Man has a Bye Bye Dog, <laughs> and then I say, "Don't I want to watch that?" It's <laughs> a Bye Bye Dog. <laughs> Bye bye dog. Oh, that's yeah. so good. So there you go. That's my list. That's my list. That's so good. Well, you know, I think I'm broken because I really can't think of a movie that is so terrible that I that is just pure punishment. Cause for hmm. me, that would be like Joker. Like I would never want to see that ever. But then when it right. but when it's like what so I was thinking like, well, okay, so the obvious answer for a terrible movie as punishment is um if it's mystery science theater, it's like that's dot com for murder. But then I'm like, well, that's true. Yeah, if you're going in that direction. But then I'm like, but dot com for murder is also amazing. Right. So would it <laughs> yeah. actually be punishment? Because that I mean, sure, if you're watch and like if you just watch it once, but if you're like watching it on loop or something forever, yeah. Then wouldn't that be just? Wouldn't you ascend? Like, it'd be like Martyrs and you ascend. So, like, 
I, I really am, I'm in a conundrum here because then the obvious answer, then if you send them a terrible movie and you send them .com for murder, and then you have to bring them back from the ledge, you get to give them an injection of some goodness. Then you show them I murders to counteract <laughs> what you have done to them with .com for murder. And then that That's just true. becomes an endless heroin slash methadone cycle. Yeah. Stacy. Hmm. This is how I want to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when I am jacked so far, into the system. Yeah, when I am so far gone, like all this Huxley me, and instead of just, well, also put me on <laughs> lots of drugs, but then just play me dot com for murder and I murders alternating back and forth until I die. <laughs> <laughs> Once I go full Shivo, Done. just do that to me, please. Thank you. Done. Thank you. Done. <laughs> this is a binding law. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I would show them those, but I don't, I don't, what is like, I don't know if I could will someone to actually as terrible movie as punishment. I don't know that I could force someone to watch Joker forever or whatever. I don't know. So people like that movie. though. People love it. I just, to me, that's my idea of hell. So it's like if I would send right. a bad movie that other people like, I would, I could, I could say cats because everyone's terrified of cat, but I'm like, well, it, it was a hilarious experiment in horrible CGI. Right. But after a while, wouldn't you get Stockholmed and kind of start singing along with it? <laughs> Even though none of the songs make sense and they're all awful? Like, so I don't know. Probably. One person's terrible I'm... is another person's treasure. And The Fog 2005 is nobody's fucking treasure. Okay, you're right. The Fog 2005 is a piece of shit. Like, nobody, right? Yeah. Like, they say every movie is somebody's favorite movie. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Pretty much all uh, of those tweeny um, jump cut remakes from that era. Yeah. Like all of yeah, the Fog, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yeah. The Nightmare on Elm Street, the Friday the 13th. Oh, fucking Friday the 13th remake. Oh. Yeah. So Could that be a punishment? Okay, yeah. And then those to, would be terrible. to bring them back to the ledge. Yeah. To bring them back from the ledge, you could send them all the originals. Oh, that's true. Okay. Okay, so here's the... So I would do that. I would do that and then show them the originals, but then my personal end-of-life plan to counter your lich plan is that I just want to be... <laughs> I just want to be injected with .com for murder and I murders on loop for eternity until <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> Not the most peaceful end, but all right. But whatever you want narratively exhilarating i love those movies add, retroactively add that to my favorite bad movies list because <laughs> yeah those movies are classics <laughs> yeah. yeah any any internet horror really yeah would qualify i think and flashback i don't know remember if we covered this in the last episode but stacy got to sign a copy of dot com for murder at our live show <laughs> <laughs> which is the greatest honor of my life that was an achievement right there i just added i just added another font to that cover That's <laughs> all I did. yeah now it is 18 fonts <laughs> on that cover. now there's 18 fonts. <laughs> love it if you've never seen the dot com for murder dvd cover my friends please go look it up go it look it up perfect and if you haven't seen the cover that i think that means you haven't seen the movie so you have to watch dot com for murder and then you also have to listen to our episode on it yeah, it's a terrible film. Terrible film. I love it. But it's so good. Terrible. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, all right. Good. Fine. Next question. Oh, please. all right. We have this. Stacy. we have come to the the final questions here, which is a two-parter. It's actually the, a kind of a joint question. Um, it's the final question. <laughs> Michael asks, are there any horror films you will absolutely not touch with a 10-foot pole to discuss on the podcast? At the same time, Jillian asks, is there anything you won't watch because it's a bridge too far? Or is there anything you have tried watching and had to turn off part of the way through because it was just too bad? Which Yes. These are big asks because I feel like well, one, I get two questions here. There's what are we? What are we never going to talk about on the show or won't watch just because we have standards? Joker, right? But then we're going to talk about them. But then we're going to talk about them. But then, I guess what <laughs> what would we not review on this show? And then what what movie have we tried watching and we had to turn off because it was just so bad? And like I said, we have a high threshold for bad. Actually, it turns out. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. oftentimes we enjoy it. Right. Yeah, so that one was actually kind of tough for me to think. But then I remembered that not uh, in the too distant past, I tried to watch The Nun. And I turned it off. Oh, yeah. So So that's my answer for that. I turned it off. That's a bad movie. That's a really bad one. You know, really bad. I did not. I I started the nun with Jason, and then, but I I can't say I turned it off because I just looked at my phone instead. Right. It, you turned it off in your mind. I turned it off in my mind, but it was still playing. And God, that movie production design, fantastic. I mean, uh, yeah. that CGI ter- made great curtains. But as far as <laughs> yeah. as far as the the ugh, everything else about that movie, what a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. No thanks. And I love evil nuns. I love nuns. Right. You put a nun in a movie, chances are. Right. I'm there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any kind of nun. Flying ones, ones at the grocery store, <laughs> being accosted <laughs> by Stacey Bonder. <laughs> Any of them. Yeah. Satanic nun, so evil bad. nun. No thanks it's to the so nun. Bad. My, uh, have I tried watching it, it had to turn off uh, because it was just too bad. Ugh. And it pains me to say this. It really, really pains me to say this. Mm. Um, because I, I, because a queer filmmaker and I love this actor. Um, Dead Awake, man. Oh, yeah. Which I, I couldn't even remember the name of the movie. Like, I've I seen it and I, I was like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking it was Dead Silence. And I'm like, no, that's the, that's the ventriloquist dummy witch movie. But Dead Awake is just, so, it was just so bad. Man, there were two Jocelyn Donahues, and I turned it off. Yeah, it's terrible. We And it sucks, because it's Jeffrey Reddick, who did Final Destination, and I, I love Final Destination, and I like his other stuff. And I don't know if this just didn't have support. I don't know what it was. It, you get not one, but two Jocelyn Donahues, a la us. Yeah. Uh, but with much less much less convincing use of body dolls. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, oh, it just is, 
I, I thought I was going to be into it because it's like, you know, it's, it's a queer filmmaker. It's Jocelyn Donahue. It's a Final Destination. It's sleep, it's about sleep paralysis, which I always talk about on this podcast because I grew up with it. And that's part of why I'm so drawn to horror is because of the real life horror of living through sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. And it just nothing about this movie works. It's just really bad. So, yeah, that was too bad. See, that's one you can send to someone as a punishment. You see, I guess I could send that as a punishment, but but at the same time, I don't want I I well well no maybe I would because maybe the royalties would go back to Joss. There you go. To J Don. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, but but that's the ones we've turned off. But what about what are the ones that we won't even turn on? We're not even gonna put it anywhere near that VCR or kinetoscope. <laughs> I mean, despite my penchant, or penchant, should I say, <laughs> for the new French extremity, um, I think films that are considered extreme are not uh, ones that appeal to me. I don't go Same. down the list of like, this movie's gonna make you want to puke, and then, like your, you know, Serbian film. Yep. Um... Part of me would like to see Irreversible, but I also don't want to sit through like a 12-minute rape scene, a brutal rape scene no. or whatever it is. Um, well, you're lucky that now Gaspar Noé is doing the new cut of Irreversible that is takes away the entire uh, conceit of the movie, <laughs> where it's oh. all presented in the standard narrative order. Oh. I don't know why that's happening, but that's why that's happening. Yeah, yeah anyway. I think any any of those extreme movies that are just about people suffering and are really gross and all of that just don't appeal to me. That said, um, you know, Martyrs, uh, High Tension, uh, Calvair, uh, Inside. I love these movies. Yeah, what is the... Di- I was trying to... I was just at a dinner party because I'm of the world. Wow, and 1%. <laughs> I know, we... Hey, it was, Rockefeller. It was all- it was all Goya beans on that table. It was, it was all your very oil cronies. <laughs> we did our we we all we we all rejoiced on our Texas tea. We all had our eyes wide shut sex masks, <laughs> uh, and then we shot people outside after in a, a purge. But like at this dinner party, we, the martyrs came up, and Pepper and I were trying to explain to everybody like it is gory. It's it's kind of torture porn, but it's beautiful. It's a poem. It's beautiful. It's a piece mm-hmm. of art. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so hard trying to explain when there are people, but other people are like, oh, I can't watch it. It's scary or it's gory or it's it's violent against women. I'm like, I can't explain the difference. Right. Like it's, it's about, it's about, um, uh, theology and, and relationships and queerness and it's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it is very, like something, there's something about the artistry and intent, I guess, that something that is hard to watch as the girl in the bathtub with the metal headpiece stapled to her head nailed into her head versus something in like one of the like hostile like what is what you know i think intent is the difference there are plenty of people who don't see a difference at all they've tried to watch martyrs and just say it's just more of that same shit it's just saw it's just hostile whatever yeah person i mean it clicked with me obviously and i think that the intent is not the same. It's not about the suffering. Um, or it, it's a... <sighs> it is about that. It's, it's about it's that, the... but it's not. we're not deriving any joy from it. Um, yeah, it's not what you're there to watch, really. Right, yeah. 
and it, I just think it has so many layers and so much more to say. Um, yeah. That, that that's an exception for me, for sure. But I willingly admit that anybody who watches it and is like, no, absolutely not. It's just more of the same. I like, okay, I understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's like the difference with that or like Hostel or, or the slightly superior sequel, Hostel 2, just because it has Bijou Phillips and Heather Matarazzo in it. But right. like when the, the stupid ass lady bathory sequence where she's hanging over and she's just for some reason cutting her with her scythe and she's like "Ooh, tits blood on my tits Ooh, like yeah like what are you what are you trying to say like what what perspective are you prescribing to who am i rooting for what am i are you making a movie are you making a movie like martyrs that's challenging my uh, uh outlook on existentialism and and relationships and memory or are you just do you just want to get blood on tits right exactly. so you can rub the blood on the tits and show the blood on the tits <laughs> like, right. is that maybe yeah. that's it are you reveling in the violence or you yeah. know what i mean like there's a difference versus versus in martyrs the violence is a tragedy we see it Right. And we are spared some of it, but it is a tragedy every step of the way. Right. Versus like hostile, you're like, yeah, was yeah. pull the fingernails off, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's a, it's yeah. a different yeah, angle on suffering, is what I mean. It's you know, yes, it's it's yeah, the it's the people who watch slasher movies and identify with the killer and root for the killer, or do you have empathy for the victims? Mm-hmm. Which was a great thing we got to talk about with our queens back in that last yes. episode yeah. yeah yeah why are we why are we so excited to celebrate the guy holding the machete versus the woman that takes the machete right yeah, yeah. i think that's to me that's the difference between martyrs and all the other ones so mm-hmm. so yeah but anything that's like just i mean a serbian film no thank you um no cannibal holocaust like most of the cannibal movies no thank you yeah my list literally says anything with cannibal in the title (laughs) yeah yeah i'm just not i'm not here i'm not gonna do it no they're just gonna make me feel bad um rape revenge doesn't really i know people love that movie revenge and you know rape survivors get a lot out of from what i understand many of them get a lot out of rape revenge and all of that for me no thank you um, as someone who has not, yeah. not, I'm not a rape survivor. Um, I'm just a mu- movie viewer and the revenge part might be nice, but you have to sit through an awful lot of rape to get there. Have you ever seen I Spit on Your Grave? Yes. I haven't. And that's one that like people always talk about, but I'm like, I just don't, I think I know what that movie is and I just don't. I watched watch it. it. <clears throat> I watched it when I was a teenager and I did want to watch the extreme stuff. I did see I Spin in Your Grave. I did watch Cannibal Holocaust. Um, yeah. We did well, yeah, rent, yeah, I saw we rented Holocaust faces. back in the day. Yeah, we rented Faces of Death, you know, like all that kind of shit because you're a teenager and that kind of shit is cool. Yeah, you start and, with Texas Chainsaw, then you watch the more gross stuff and then the more like skewing into real stuff and then right. just the shock stuff. Yeah. And then you regret it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I'm just not at all interested in that kind of thing anymore. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't do like I spit on your grave. Like I, I wouldn't. And and even Revenge, I, I watched that movie and I remember kind of liking it. Jason and our friends, I think, liked it. Um, but I had so many questions after and thinking about it. I'm like, I just don't. I get this made by a woman. I get that. I really like the acrylic star earrings that she wears in the film. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, like I, and I, I, there's some gender role reversal stuff with a chase sequence at the end and some nudity, but like, I just don't, I don't know if it's enough or if it really justifies doing another one. Right. Versus like night nightingale, Jennifer Kent's the nightingale that you can watch on Hulu now. Um, is a rape revenge movie, but it's also kind of a brilliant take on it where, rape revenge is synonymous with she's using that as as a metaphor for colonization yeah i am interested in seeing that i am interested in yeah and she looks at she looks at rape rape as as both as a real instance of something that happens to people and women in the world she uses that as a metaphor to, to to begin to talk even more about colonization as a rape of just of cultures and uh and it's really thoughtful and really well made and and uh, so I think that's one where it's like that's actually doing something with it in a right. in a way that's new and it yeah. also doesn't feel like like the way the rape sequences are filmed too which everybody talks about like there was a million but there's there's three and every every instance like you mostly get these perspectives from the women and it's versus even in revenge like it's you see this standard shot of like bend over and you know and it's just like why are you (laughs) why are you that's what i don't get is why do you film it at all like you can't can't you just end the scene and we know what's gonna happen if you need that in your story yeah so well you have to know she suffers enough i guess right yeah 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 you have to then go to extremes to avenge yeah. Otherwise, I will never feel justified in watching a woman murder men. Right. <laughs> yeah. She better or have a good why reason. Why she would feel the need? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We're done. That's it. That's the last. I would say, we do have. we have a do we have a listener question <laughs> today, Stacy? But we already did them all. Uh, wow. Well. Yeah. I guess next week, business as usual. We're going to be back to movies. Back to movies. We're going to be back on our homework. We have to have homework from now on. Oh, we no. finally, I, I have something, I have something to do other than sweep my house. Over yeah. And over. <laughs> yeah. And stare at the walls. Yes. Well, good. It's a, it's been, it was a lengthy hiatus. It was a long um, break. It was a long break. And I find that I missed doing the show. Oh, so, so I don't know. Great to be back, I guess. Great to be back. Great to have you all back. Thank you for um, keeping up with us and messaging us over the break. And uh, thank you for coming out to our live show. Those of you that Ugh. did, those of you that didn't, you're dead to us. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, thanks for, thanks for paying attention to the Gaylords still. Because I know, you know, we were gone like five weeks. That's a long, that, internet time. Internet time, that's a forever. That's a forevers in a day. So, yeah, so thank yeah. you for remembering. Thank you for remembering the little people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, spread the word. If you like us, tell somebody to listen to us. Or suggest. Tell somebody to listen. 
like and like and review us on the youtube wait we're not on youtube (laughs) that's the one we're not on on the spot of iTunes and the Facebook. You can do that on both iTunes and Facebook. Sure. You can and like probably and other recommend ones us. too. Yeah. yeah. And keep your eyes peeled because in the next very soons, we are going to have the Gaylords of Darkness, the new GaylordsofDarkness.com. Yes. We will have some exciting things for you to purchase with your eyes and fingers and hands as well, including the Suspiria zine. Yes, yes, yes. We are sexy. We are sexy, Stacy. All right. I'll allow it. We're sexy. Okay. We got, we got, we got baby new year over here. Nope. Bye bye. Thank you, everybody. It's great to be back. Happy 2020. Well. Wow. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured. Yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, ha, ha.